Welcome to Talk Dizzy to Me, the show that brings you a comprehensive look into the complex field of dizziness. Now here are your hosts, vestibular physical therapist, Dr. Abby Ross and Dr. Danielle Tate. Welcome back to Talk Dizzy to Me. I am Dr. Danielle Tate, a vestibular physical therapist and joined as always by my co-host, Dr. Abby Ross, who is also a vestibular physical therapist and neuroclinical specialist. And today we have somebody very special with us um, who works with an organization that we closely work with and love of uh, you know everything that they do for our vestibular community. We are joined by Cynthia Ryan, who is the executive director of the Vestibular Disorders Association. So welcome. Thank you for having me, Danielle and Abby. Thank you for joining. It's been been too long. We should have had you on much, much sooner. Um, We're really excited to start (laughs) to highlight Vita. So why don't we start with um, just a short background on yourself, if you wouldn't mind telling us a a little bit about you and how you got started with Vita. Sure, absolutely. Um, So I've been with Vita for about nine and a half years. Uh, My background is in uh, executive management. uh, for about 17 years with nonprofits and about 12 years before that, uh, I worked in the financial industry, um, which is not at all where I thought my life would take me, but you know how that goes. <laughs> um, so um, uh, about, uh, I guess it was 10 years ago, my husband and I um, made the decision to move to Portland, Oregon, uh, and I was looking for uh, jobs working in nonprofits because, you know, I, I had made that decision that I wanted to work in um, work in an industry uh, and for a for a purpose that meant something to me. You know, I, I um, always wanted to before I was working uh, with uh, uh, an animal focused organization, which I also have a passion for. Uh, and Vita just happened to be hiring an executive director, and it was the perfect fit because um, uh, my mother uh, has uh, several vestibular problems. She um, she was diagnosed with Meniere's disease over 30 years ago. Um, she has BPPD, vestibular migraine. Um, uh, so I've lived with, you know, I grew up with my mother having... Um, uh, dizzy problems, you know, having, I remember when I was, uh, 15, uh, in the middle of the night, my dad was out of town. Um, my mother, uh, had a vertigo attack and, um, uh, you know, we called the, uh, we called the ambulance and, you know, all of a sudden there were like, it seemed like 10, uh, EMTs in my mother's bedroom. And it was like, Whoa, this is kind of crazy. Um, and so throughout my life, you know, I lived with, uh, my mother experiencing these periodic uh, episodes of vertigo, and and you know we recognized that um, that they were real, but we we never really got that there was something that went on in between them. You know that she was affected twenty four seven basically, um, or how it changed her life in so many ways. And then when I started working for Vita, um, I heard my mother's story over and over. And I'm like, oh wow, you know, this is a real thing. You know, it's not just my mom. Um, this is, uh, it's, it's a very um, life-altering uh, disorder condition, uh, and uh, and it helped me understand my mom a lot better. And uh, and that uh, has given her a, a lot of validation. And 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 also, you know, my family. We all um, now understand a lot better what especially as my mom has aged and her disorder has progressed, how it has uh, affected her both on a, you know, a physical level, um, her balance, um, her hearing, 
her cognitive issues, uh, but also on a, a social and emotional level. You know, the anxiety and depression that we know goes with these uh, diseases, um, and uh, and the social isolation. You know, for for my mom, with uh, without being able to get out on her own, she can't hear. It's it's it becomes harder and harder to stay in touch with family. Um, so. So you had heard of vestibular dysfunction. Had you heard of Vita before then? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, no. And I don't even know that I knew the word vestibular, which, you know, is now I know is common. Um, uh, well, that people don't know that word. Um, I knew Meniere's disease. That's really uh, all I knew. Um, and, uh, and now, you know, when I describe to people what I do, you know, even at the grocery store in line with the checker, um, I'll say, oh, well, I, you know, I work for uh, the Vestibular Disorders Association, and they go, hmm? and they get this confused look on their face, and I'm like, we advocate for people with inner ear um, balance disorders that cause dizziness and vertigo, and they're like, oh, vertigo, I know that one, and they can relate to that, and they're like, I know someone who, and it starts this whole, you know, everyone has a story that they can relate to, and uh, and when, when and, and I've experienced this with, you know, people uh, who have uh, who work for Vita? Um, uh, they don't necessarily know vestibular when they start working for us, but um, but they really come to have such compassion for what vestibular patients are are going through um, because we hear the people's stories and how much Vita has helped people. You know, when we we have um, one of our positions is a, a what we call our community resource coordinator. She is a, a social worker. Uh, and she is someone who helps people who call us, who email us, who message us uh, to get them connected with resources, uh, to get them connected with um, information, educational resources, healthcare professionals, support networks. Um, and just across the board, the first thing people say to her when they, when they reach her is, I am so grateful that you're here. I, I didn't know that there were other people out there that that had this thing that I have um, and that would understand what I'm going through. And, and I just can't thank you enough. Well, that's a huge part of Vita, right? Is that initial education, providing those resources, which would have been probably fantastic if it were present back in the day when your mom started experiencing yes. symptoms. You know, Vita was started back in 1989 when it really started kind of making the shift to the Vestibular Disorders Association in order to try to make that name a household name to, for people to hear vestibular more and associate what's going on. So, I mean, we're talking, that's still pretty early compared to what people have been experiencing for decades and decades and decades. And now, thank goodness, with the internet connecting everybody, people have these resources and access to the organization at their fingertips. Um, as soon as they, I know with, with the um, world of WebMD, as soon as we have any of these symptoms, we're on our computers and we're, we're typing in what's going on. And thankfully, there is so much information on vestibular.org that it hits on these um, search engine sites so frequently that Vita's actually become the leading international organization for people with inner ear and brain dysfunction that cause vertigo and, and balance disorders, which is phenomenal for such a, a fairly new and smaller organization that has such a big outreach and a, a big uh, way of impacting this community that was so distant and isolated for so long. 
We are still so small and uh, people are always amazed at, um, at how small we are because of how much we do, how much information we put out uh, and, and how much and, and all of our advocacy efforts. And, and when you think of it, you know, Vita started as a, a support group, you know, a group of patients here in Portland, Oregon, who had the same experience that we are talking about that many vestibular patients have. They're dismissed by their uh, family physicians, told that there's nothing wrong with them or there's nothing that can be done about what's going on with them. All of their tests are negative. Uh, and they came together um, uh, through uh, a, a vestibular specialist who recognized and validated what they were going through and said, there's something that I can do to help you with this. And they're like, you know, you know, we need to, we, there needs to be more information out there about this, more scientifically validated information, because there is so much information out there, you don't know what to, to listen to. So that was from the beginning of VITA, before it was VITA even, that was the goal, was to create this, um, this resource, this, uh, this library, which at the time was you know, these, these hard copy pamphlets, and now is you know, our, our wonderful website of educational resources that are um, written by vestibular healthcare specialists, but written to vestibular patients to so that they're understandable. You know that they they can relate to them. And, and I've always said that it's we want to make people um, we want to empower vestibular patients to be their own best healthcare advocate um, because the the medical, as you guys know, as you know, uh, vestibular healthcare specialists, you know, vestibular is not owned by one specialty. You know, there are many different specialists that you might have to see at different points in your journey and depending on what's going on for you. It's, it's kind of an umbrella uh, term. And so um, you, you kind of, Vita kind of brings that all together. And, uh, and, and we, we are a, a community of patients and healthcare providers. And I think that's one of the special things about VITA. And I noticed that when I'm working with, um, with our different volunteer groups, you know, where we have a medical advisory board um, that's made up of uh, the, you know, the top vestibular specialists uh, around the world, really. Um, Very and impressive. We, I mean, like Dr. Yeah. Samant, Jen Helminski, we've got Timothy Hain, Dr. Schubert. I mean, you've got some of the people that yeah. produce a lot of the top research that comes out in the field. And these are the people that are also reviewing your articles and the material that you're giving patients. I also say when I was just starting as a clinician getting into treating vestibular patients, I was on vestibular.org every day every single day because I needed to like review what this, what this condition was and I needed to give patients educational material. I was utilizing everything that you guys had on there because I noticed that everything was really well validated by medical researchers. This wasn't something that was just thrown out there because they did a quick Google search and compiled the document. Like this was thoroughly researched, uh, um, really well supported material that I felt comfortable giving information for, as well as, you know, when I presented the information to patients, I felt good knowing that if they went on the website, they were going to be led wrong. They were going to be led into more resources and find more things. So what you guys have put together and what this has become is just not only hugely important for patients, but also for clinicians, especially if they're just getting into the field. And it makes my job easier where you have ready-made material. I can just print and hand to my patients um, and know that it's it's good stuff. So I mean, what you what Vita has become is just, it's invaluable uh, how amazing it is. 
that certainly is the number one resource um, for for both patients and healthcare providers. You know, healthcare providers like uh, at why reinvent the wheel? Why why do you have to write your own um, validated uh, articles if you can just download them from Vita or even better, you know, become a Vita member so that you can co-brand them so that your information is on there. You can give it to your patients. Um, but the other thing, like I said, is is this community of of patients and healthcare providers because they're coming and I mean you know this from treating uh, patients and I know that you guys as physical therapists spend a lot of time with your patients. Patients are are coming at their um, their recovery from the perspective of what's going to help me get better, and that's not always the same as you know the the healthcare provider's perspective of. Um, you know, the, the, these are the, the steps that I know that we're that we need to do for this particular condition. And I think it's really helpful for Vita to to represent the vestibular health, the, the vestibular patient experience. Um, uh, and, and I think that we do that in, in many uh, ways. We have um, tips and tools articles that are written by patients for patients you know, that are, that are coping strategies because they, they learn uh, from other patients, um, you know, what has worked for them. And we also have um, uh, forums and uh, other places that people can come and share their experience. Um, so I think it's really important that, you know, we're, we're balancing the, the perspective of patients and healthcare professionals. And, you know, we're, we're seeing that in, in, in healthcare and in research, that uh, even research is, uh, recognizing the importance of bringing the patient perspective in to at early in the game, uh, so that they're uh, they're addressing the needs of of the patient um, uh, in terms of what they're looking for in their recovery. Yeah, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about Vita is that you have volunteers and um, well, volunteers, yeah, and ambassadors that are both patients and healthcare providers alike, because you can have a healthcare provider who knows the ins and outs of vestibular disorders. They can be the most empathetic provider, but if they've never experienced it, there is nothing more valuable than the the story or the shared experience of another person just like you. So the fact that Vita can bring both of those worlds together, I think is what makes the website and community so valuable. And like Danny, when I started treating vestibular disorders, and even now I'm on Vita every single day. If you look on your little pings on who's looking on your website, you'll see Pompano Beach, Florida every single day. <laughs> you know, uh, on, on that note, um, I just want to share some a project that I've recently been involved in um, with uh, Dr. Erin Piker, an audiologist. Um, she and I have worked on um, gathering information from vestibular patients about what their experience is going into the audiologist's office for vestibular testing, because we know it can be a very stressful experience. Uh, and so um, she, uh, she developed a, a questionnaire that we distributed, and then she's been um, you know, pulling together that information to teach other audiologists about, you know, this is this is what the vestibular patient experiences, and this is what you can do to improve um, your care for that patient so that you're actually, uh, I mean, not only is it the compassionate thing to do, but you're going to get better outcomes. I mean, we know, for example, from a physical therapist's perspective, we know that patients face a lot of anxiety about, um, uh, about uh, going through vestibular rehabilitation therapy because 
in essence, you're triggering their symptoms uh, to some extent, and that's really scary. A lot of patients don't make it through because they just can't face that. So, um, you know, recognizing, validating, and understanding the vestibular patient's experience so that you can address those issues. You know, we, we know that if you can uh, address a patient's anxiety and bring it down, that they're going to uh, better respond to therapy. Well, there's other ways that you are doing something similar to that that you've been doing for years at Vita, which is collecting patient information in your patient registry, which is amazing because that information is going to contribute to research and help this patient population be better understood and follow trends. Um, and we have a fantastic committee um, filled with people that um, navigate this and help it kind of grow into what it's become now and using that information to contribute to research papers and contribute data for people who are studying people in the vestibular community, which is huge, as we know, because we, the more we know about this, the better we can help treat it and figure out what's going on. Right. Early on uh, in my um, tenure with Vita, we uh, we started a medical advocacy committee. And our first question, you know, our, our, we knew what the problem was. We knew that vestibular patients have a, a difficult path to diagnosis. They don't get diagnosed. Well, at least this is what we have heard. This is anecdotally what we knew, that they, they get bounced from, from doctor to doctor uh, before getting an accurate diagnosis. And so we wanted, to, we wanted to address that. We wanted to say, what can we do about that? Um, but we also needed, we knew that we needed to have data to, to show, well, what, to, to document our, our progress, you know, to show how, how long does it take now um, for patients to get a diagnosis, uh, and then uh, you know, and then in ten years, you know, how has that improved, um, and uh, and is that different for different diagnoses? Um, you know, what other uh, what other things are you know what what are, uh, is it different based on uh, on their symptoms, uh, age, uh, other uh, access to um, access to vestibular healthcare, you know, that's one of the things that we're looking at now. So um, yeah, we wrote, uh, we wrote a paper on that um, in 2016, based on the results of, uh, of our patient registry. It was published in the Journal of Neurotology with Dr. Michael Schubert, who is our, the principal investigator of that study. And we're in the process of writing an updated paper now that's going to look at um, trends over time, uh, it's going to look at uh, regional differences, uh, and it is really exciting to you know we're we we're not uh, medical providers, we're not researchers, but it's exciting to be involved in um, in being able to uh, um, highlight the vestibular patient's experience um, through data as well as through story. You know they're both important. Sure. And, you know, one of the things you touched on, I think, is really important to highlight to the audience, too, especially if you're a patient, actually, if you're a clinician, too. But on Vita's website, they have a directory. Talk about long, long duration of time to find the right specialist or get the correct diagnosis, get the correct intervention for you personally. This directory is great because it connects you hopefully quicker to the right person, to the right healthcare provider. And as a healthcare provider, it's a good idea to, to join as a professional member so that you can put your name and listing what your business is, what clinic you work at, your phone number, your email, whatever you wish to share so that patients can more easily find you. I think probably if you search the word vertigo, Vita's gotta be one of the top uh, websites that pops up on Google now. 
So, I mean, the amount of patients that are going to your website is perfect for a healthcare provider and then also perfect for the patient to make that connection. Well, yeah, it's twofold from a clinician's point of view. I mean, I've had my, my, uh, I've been a, a professional member now for, since I joined Vita a couple of years ago, and I've gotten patients from the directory personally that call and reach out and they schedule, which has actually increased now that we're doing telehealth since I can treat anybody in the States I'm licensed in. So that has amplified how many patients that have been finding me through um, Vita, but also I've had so many friends and family call up and say, hey, my friend in California is having this issue. Who does she go see? Do you know anybody out there? I'm like, listen, let me direct you to the provider directory. Here's you can look by your, your city, your zip code, by a specialty. You can look for just in clinic or you can look for just telehealth and you can find somebody to start your search. It'll narrow down that field for you to start asking the right questions and here are the questions that you should ask and let me know if you need any help. I have utilized that directory more and more and more because of just people calling in from the podcast and from Facebook and saying, who should I see? Um, so that's been a huge tool for me as somebody referring out, but also for getting patients to come see me. That's great. And I can't tell you how essential it is, how important it is to have uh, to, for people to be on the directory, for vestibular healthcare specialists to be on the directory, not only as, as you said, um, it gets them clients, you know, we know that, you know, it's, I mean, it's one, one client referral is going to pay for your membership, but, um, but also because the patients, it's, it's a service for patients. And, and that's what we're in this for is to help the patients. And we need that directory to be as complete as possible so that patients can find you. It makes it, you know, we want to help patients, but if you're not on our directory, we can't help them find you, which means we can't help that patient as well. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't help us if we have to refer a patient to someone who's, you know, 60 miles from them. You know, we really need to make sure that directory is as complete as possible. So it's a service to, to patients as well as, you know, helping you as, as clinicians uh, get referrals from healthcare providers. And, um, and there are other resources, resources as you said, on there uh, to help patients, um, you know, questions to ask their healthcare provider, uh, a, a medical history form so that they can be prepared when they come to you. Um, with uh, all of the, you know, I know that you guys do a great job of taking a history, but sometimes a patient doesn't, you know, they're not sure that how to express what's going on for them. So we, we lead them through that with these tools so that when they come to you, they're better prepared uh, to share with you what's going on with, with them. And then you can do a better job of helping them. Which is huge. And it's when you start to really break down who is Vita and what do they do? You know, in the beginning you think, oh, they have just got these great free resources. And then you start to get involved and you start to see each of these committees and each of these special projects that they're working on and all of the magic that goes on behind the scenes. It's overwhelming. So I mean, things. there's so many things. And again, to kind of stress your point in the beginning, such a small organization. This is, this is a good handful of full-time employees that are running this international organization that's got such a big presence and such an importance in our community that it just blows my mind. It's, but it's amazing. I'll tell you, you, you're right. We're, we're small in terms of our staff, um, but so much of the work that we do is through our volunteers um, and our committees. You know, we have, uh, we have a medical advocacy committee, a legislative advocacy committee, uh, a communications committee, a patient education committee, a community support committee, 
um, and, uh, and then, you know, fundraising as well. Um, but that's where the work happens. You know, mm -hmm. that's where uh, I, I, I say a lot of times that my job is actually a uh, chief cat herder because what I'm really doing is um, I'm connecting with people and, uh, and engaging them in, uh, in, in bringing out what they have to give um, in a way that is going to help the vestibular community. You know, we have people writing articles uh, and people researching um, what legislation is going on, what, what our partners are doing like uh, the APTA. Um, and the other professional associations so that we can um, discuss how can we help them uh, because we're all, you know, we're, we all have a, a common goal here, um, which is to, to support vestibular patients and make sure they get the best care. So um, uh, yeah, and then we have, uh, we have our two events each year, Balance Awareness Week in September, which is all about raising awareness uh, about vestibular disorders on a global scale, and then Steps to Balance, which is actually next week um, I in my May. Shirt on. <laughs> Yay! The, the flamingo. Um, that's Fiona. <laughs> Fiona Flamingo. So, um, which is about um, engaging patients in their journey, taking a step forward uh, in their recovery. And that's what health you, you guys as healthcare providers are all about so you know it's it's a it's not just for patients it's for you to engage your patients in taking a step in their recovery as well well that's and, been so much fun balance awareness week is like my christmas every fall it's my birthday week <laughs> and it's a way that i get to get patients excited about uh balance awareness and raising awareness in vita we flock the clinic with flamingos we have contests we have it's, it's so much fun. And same thing with Steps to Balance. This year, I know you guys have Flamingo Bingo. I have my little card here where you get to try to challenge your patients to kind of maybe try a challenge a day or something along those lines and post about it to get them moving and help them on their journey back to balance. But those campaigns are so important because they are, they're just twice a year. It's a great way to raise awareness. It's a great way to get people involved and excited about this. And just to get that word vestibular out there again and, and get people more familiar about Hubia is what we do and how we help people, which is in so many different ways that some people don't even notice, like certain projects like our triage protocol, where, you know, we've got mm -hmm. our medical advocacy committee working on a way to put together a nice protocol for physicians to um, work with dizzy patients and what's a concise way to get them the right care quicker. And that's something that, you know, we might not see in the general public, but it's going on behind the scenes with this awesome crew of, of medical um uh, committee uh, volunteers that are making this possible. You know, it's 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 so important. It's so important to have things like this and help raise awareness to get people more in tune to what's going on. Yeah, you know, two things. One, another thing I really love about Vita that we've touched on throughout this episode is that so many volunteers, patients included, being the volunteers are involved. And I think the reward that volunteers get by helping others just like them, that's got to feel good. I mean, I know it feels good for me as a clinician when you help someone through their symptoms, you make an impact on their life or even as a whole organization such as Vita. But as a patient, being able to extend a helping hand to someone else, Vita allows you to do that. And then the other thing I wanted to mention that I think is so awesome and we're building on and improving for next year is the virtual conference that we hosted last year. Um, the, the thing that I love about the virtual conference is, you know, as a clinician, some of our guest speakers, Danny and I have paid thousands of dollars to learn from. 
you come to the conference and it's like you're getting this information for free. It's awesome. And you get the chance to ask questions. We've got some excellent topics lined up for 2022. It will be the next one, but it'll be here before we know it. Yeah, it's it was so exciting. We've been talking about doing a conference for such a long time. And, and quite honestly, I think COVID gave us uh, the opportunity to do something that um, uh, that could reach uh you know, thousands of people um, virtually, you know, there was always the logistical, if we were going to have an in-person conference, where would it be? Because vestibular patients have a difficult time traveling. So having the virtual conference was just a, a perfect um, uh, resolution to that. And, and it worked out perfectly. People, it's, it's a way to learn and engage uh, at the same time. Like you said, from, from the, the, some of the top uh, specialists in, in the world, really. Uh, and we have gotten such great feedback from people who have, uh, who have attended. So uh, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about expanding it. And it's only as good as the, um, I mean, it's, it's great content, but it is better when we reach more people. So I encourage everybody to follow along and, uh, and share it with, uh, with your patients. Get let your patients know that this is going on so that they can become involved. So, yeah, no, I mean, the, the conference, I think, was probably the highlight of last year for us. And it really was brought together with a nice little bow on top with all of our volunteers who are patients, you know, help with Alicia Wolf, who helped with moderating and bringing in the um, patient support talks that were after the professional presentations. And Laura Calla being an amazing MD, kind of uh, uh, directing our way through each of the sessions. But even like, you know, I had patients that were in vestibular therapy that they're kind of in the thick of it, they understand, but they attended the conference and they're like, this was amazing, we learned so much. And then to have everybody kind of pull together to make this so successful was just, it was so rewarding and so amazing. And the really, really cool thing is that the next time that we have our next conference, it's going to be even better. It's oh, just yeah. going to be next level. It's, it's just, we know we have so many things that we want to change a little bit and do differently, but really highlight the areas that we did well on. And I know the next conference that we have early 2022 is just going to be another home run. It's going to be great. And uh, I'll just, um, uh, a little uh, tidbit to include in advance is, you know, we have a, a gala, a virtual gala planned for this upcoming conference, and uh, we are hoping to get a really special, special guest. So um, stay tuned um, to learn more about that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I wanted to um, uh, also touch base just really quickly um, on uh, a resource that's on our website that um, that is really, I, I'm, I'm going to say underutilized, but has such potential both for patients and for healthcare providers is our online forum. We have this platform uh, on the website that, uh, that can bring people together. We have a patient forum and we have a healthcare provider forum. And what I think is great about that is, you know, the, the patients obviously they have a place where they can talk to each other. Um, healthcare providers can join that forum and, uh, and, and participate in those conversations as well. But it's what we want to develop is this, this forum of vestibular healthcare providers of multi-specialties, you know, of, of all different kinds of specialties, physical therapists, audiologists, uh, you know, otolaryngologists, neurologists, you know, a multidisciplinary approach, if you will, to have conversations 
about vestibular care. Uh, I think it, you know, I, I know everybody, each specialty has their own professional association. And I know that they have places where you can have conversations within that group. But I don't think there's anywhere that you can bring all of those special specialties together to to look at, you know, uh, patient care, to, to present cases, to um, discuss research. And, uh, and I hope that you'll check it out. And, uh, and just, you know, put out a question, say, you know, I've been dealing with this, what do you think? Yeah, we've harped on multidisciplinary approach, I think, on a lot of our episodes. And that's so awesome that you brought that up because it's not like a broken arm. You go to see the ortho, you're done. You get a cast, whatever. You go to the physical therapy, maybe if you need it, whatever. Vestibular disorders are typically multidisciplinary. You go see one specialist, you might get diagnosed and have them handle your medication intervention. You go see a vestibular therapist, they'll, they're handling your integration back into your daily life and community. You go to a psychotherapist, they're helping you cope and deal with your, your stress, anxiety, depression. You go to a social worker, they're helping you navigate the whole system. You know, there are so many different pieces, very important, all equally important to the puzzle. Maybe you even a dietitian to help you uh, with your dietary modifications. If you have a diagnosis such as vestibular migraine, that that's pertinent to audiologists, neurologists. I mean, the list just goes on and on. If your vision is affected and impacting your symptoms, it's so, I think that's awesome that there's one place I do think it's underutilized. I'll, I'll admit that I have not used it like maybe I should. Um, but one place where all these different clinicians and patients can come together for information. Well, even on the pro forum, what's helpful is there's a lot of crossover between our disciplinaries, right? Our, our disciplines. So, you know, as physical therapists, there's a lot of times where we need to be able to read tracings from a VNG, a tympanogram, an audiogram, and be able to know what this clinician is talking about. Um, so having access to somebody who is an audiologist that can answer a question that you might have, or who is, um, you know, a neurologist that has a question about maybe a medication your patient was prescribed and you're wondering about possible side effects. That's where that pro form comes in. And even if you say, listen, I saw something really funky on the, on this goggle, um, test today. What the heck am I seeing? Now you've got a whole army of people who are looking at the same thing that can give you some insight as to what's going on. Or maybe you need to spice up your exercise routine for someone that can't tolerate a certain type of VOR exercise. That's where that pro forum comes in handy is that you've got other people who are pro members because they have a specialty in vestibular dysfunction. They're in the same boat as you and they can give you some insight into something that you might need help with. We've talked also on other episodes before about the importance of having someone to talk to, a mentorship or someone to at least bounce ideas off of as you're growing as a clinician during practice. So having something like this forum can be very, very invaluable, especially if you're just getting started. So if you are a new clinician, you're just getting started into vestibular, maybe you've been practicing for years and you're still not a member of VITA, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, not only are you getting the benefits of the pro forum, you're getting the benefits of being on the provider directory and you are supporting an organization that's providing you a ton of resources for the patient population that you are treating. So I, I would say it's invaluable. It is definitely a lot less inexpensive in comparison to a lot of the professional organizations that we can also belong to. And there are a lot of great deals for corporate memberships or group memberships. If you and a couple other clinicians in your clinic want to get in on this together, there, there are ways to do this. And being a part of VITA is definitely the, the 
foundation block if you are treating this patient patient population. Um, I love getting my little certificate that tells me I'm a VITA member and I have it framed and I hang it on my wall because a lot of patients feel better. They're like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. Like, okay, she she does have some connection with something vestibular. So I will say it's it's very beneficial in my opinion. And I, I recommend that everybody go out and become a member um, if you're a clinician listening to this. Thank you. And, you know, <laughs> we don't like talking about this. People, people don't like to recognize that, you know, nonprofits, um, mo a lot of us, we don't receive any government funding. Um, you know, the, you wonder, we have this huge mission, we have, we develop all of these resources, and how do we do it? We do it with your help. Um, that's how we do it. You know, it's, it's, uh, we don't have, um, you know, we don't have millionaires who, uh, who's, who have said, oh, well, we're going to, you know, um, make this our pet project. We are supported entirely by donations, most, most of which are small donations, um, and, uh, and our professional memberships. That's how we get this done. And we can't get it done without you. We really can't, both from you know from the financial perspective of becoming a member, um, and you know obviously there are things that you get out of it as a member, but you're also giving back to and supporting the vestibular community because if Vita weren't here, I, I can't even imagine what it would be like for all of these vestibular patients who uh, would have nowhere to go. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. I'll also say too, the more that we are supported, the more um, that people build this community, the more that we're able to do. How many board meetings have we sat in and committee meetings have we sat in where we've got these amazing ideas of things that we can do to help out our patient population or resources to provide or studies to maybe jump in on. And we can't do it because we're restricted by our budget. You know, right. when it comes down to it, there are so much more that there's so much more that we can do. and you know, we are growing and Vita is, is doing really, really well, but at the same time, every little bit counts. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important to keep that in mind that if you are a professional, if you're a clinician, if you're working in this field, please support the group that you utilize almost on a daily basis, that your patients utilize on a daily basis. It's important. And hence, that's a good lead into Steps for Balance, uh, which is, if you, depending on when you're listening to this, um, it is May 16th to the 22nd. And that's the week where we are, we are doing our Flamingo Bingo. We're participating in our own little personal fundraising pages and goals and challenges. And we are just helping raise awareness for people that are trying to get back to balance in their life. Um, so be sure to look out for all of our fun flamingo posts over the next week and be sure to check out vestibular.org and look at Vita and everything they have to offer. It's, it's so much. It's so much. Cynthia, what is Vita's Instagram handle? Is it vestibular um, Vita? Yes, it's at vestibular Vita. And on Facebook. And I think you guys have a Pinterest page too, right? With some different boards. Yes, we have a Pinterest page. Um, we, we're on Twitter, but we're not really active there very much right now. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn. Facebook is our most active uh, platform. Uh, and we're definitely growing our, our Instagram um, uh, uh, presence as well. That's amazing. And do we leave anything out? Is there anything else we need to hit on, Cynthia? I bet there is something <laughs> that we haven't talked about because I, I can't, I'm, I'm busy every day, all day, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, I think we've, we've got the, the gist of it, which really is vestibular.org. Go there, use the resources, refer your patients and become a VEDA member so that we can help more people. 
I love it. Well, you'll be hearing more about Vita because all we do is talk about Vita on, on almost every episode. And we will have some additional episodes coming up, especially with Dr. Matt Croson, hopefully, who will talk on those triage protocols being designed uh, to help physicians. So we've got much more to come. I urge you again to please become a member of Vita.org if you're a clinician. And if you're a patient, be sure to check them out if you haven't already found them. Cynthia, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. This is really, it's, it's fun working with you guys. And I just, I can't tell you how much I appreciate all you do for, for Vita and the vestibular community. We love it. Honestly, <laughs> I look forward to our committee meetings and, you know, I think in our committee meetings for anyone listening, they're an hour long. I think they could be about five hours long and we'd still all be talking. <laughs> thank you so much, Cynthia, for joining us and to all our listeners. Thank you as always. If you're interested in finding us on social media or the web, you can visit www.vestibular.today for more resources, including testing, treatment, and educational videos, blogs, continuing education classes, and resources, including clinic equipment recommendations, suggested tests, and BPMBV treatment charts. Search Vestibular Today and Balancing Act Rehab on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also, be sure to check out Balancing Act Rehab at www.balancingactrehab.com, especially if you think you would benefit from vestibular therapy. We are your girls. The information on this podcast is not intended to replace the care provided by your qualified health professional or to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Talk Dizzy to Me. Please contact us at Balancing Act Rehab if you think you could benefit from vestibular therapy.